The Shady Hoosier Detective Agency Ghost-Busting Mystery Episode 23 Chapter 23 The next morning, Vini and I puttered around in the go-kart. We got our weekly groceries at the Hoosier feed bag. There was an amazing deal on pickled pig's feet, which Vini's dad, Pappy Tuttle, loved to gnaw on. We returned Vini's slutty library books and paid the water bill. We stopped in at the office to let Harry know we were working on a missing dog case. But Harry was not around. I imagined he was out at the moon glow swapping spit with candy, so we left a note on his desk in case he came looking for us. Harry could get mighty touchy if he thought Vini and I weren't putting in our 40 hours of senior slave labor. While I was scribbling the note to the boss, Vini burst into the office, helmet askew on her head, chin strap dangling. Move it, Ruby Jane. I think I saw puddles. Outside on the sidewalk, Vini pointed down past the Roadkill Cafe. I saw something brown, fat, and furry waddling down the sidewalk. It ran into the brick wall of the cafe and bounced back onto the sidewalk. It waddled a few more feet and slammed into the stem of a parking meter. It bounced back and slid to the left down the alley behind Pokey's place. It could have been a half-witted possum or a blind wiener dog. Hoping to get a hundred bucks out of it, Vini and I loped toward Pokey's in hot pursuit of the bouncing fur ball. Two of the Johnson girls, Pooter's older sisters, were sitting on the limestone steps in front of Pokey's. They were wearing Daisy Dukes and tube tops and smoking cigarettes. They sucked on bottled Cokes. Their eyeliner was so thick, it looked like they were auditioning for some kind of musical. Rocky Horror, maybe. They were barefooted, leaning back on the warm limestone steps, soaking up the morning sun. Toe rings glinted on their bare feet. I asked them if they saw a dog go down the alley. They looked at each other like I was talking foreign. Vini stepped up. You two got earwax or what? One of them finally spoke. We didn't see no dog. Really, said Vini. Like thirty seconds ago, a fat, mangy little wiener dog didn't waddle right past you? The girl's mouths dropped open. That was a dog? Oh, for Pete's sake, I mumbled. Vini and I took off around the corner of the alley. There were three dumpsters in the alley, each was overflowing. A stack of used pallets and pizza boxes towered on each side of the dumpsters. The whole mess smelled like oil, grease, rotten food, cigarettes, and beer with a sprinkle of urine. It was a warm day, and the trash was in the sunlight. 
The rubber bottom of my right canvas tennis shoe stuck to the pavement as we tried to creep toward the dumpsters. Vini got excited when she saw a tail wagon between the two bag wrappers marked mystery meat and a stack of rotten cabbages. Here, Poochie! Here, Poochie! That you, Puddles! Come to Auntie Vini, Puddles! The tail stopped wagon. Whatever it was, its head and front paws were stuck in a mystery meat bag. Maybe it heard Vini. Maybe it was stuck on something inside the bag. Maybe it was busy suffocating itself. Hey, <laughs> growing old ain't for everybody. Vini said maybe we should just creep up on the ass end of the thing and grab hold of the tail as tightly as we could. I tried to slide forward, but I was sticking to the pavement. My right foot was stuck to a wad of what looked to be melting pink bubblegum and a condom. I'm stuck tight, I said. Oh, Lord, Vini complained. It's always something with you. You go on. I'll work on scraping my foot loose. I leaned against the brick tavern wall and looked round for something to scrape my shoe on. I saw a crushed Bud Light can, cut almost in two, and plucked it out of the pile of trash. I did a one-legged flamingo stand and went at my shoe, trying to get the gum off without falling over and busting every other part of me. Vini was half gone into the trash pile now. The tail had disappeared into a dumpster. She was climbing up a rickety stack of pallets, giving chase. I was starting to have a bad feeling. The tail disappeared. Then something ran out past me so fast I almost did the splits. Whatever it was, it had a few whiskers and milky eyes. Butt mange, too. Vini came crashing down with the pile of pizza boxes. Luckily, she landed ass first on a rotten bag of produce. You catch, Puddles? I had the gum off my shoe now. No, but I think he's got himself trapped, I said. The little dog was bouncing back and forth between bags of trash. A puddle of what looked to be beer caught his nose. He stood there, paw deep in the puddle. He started lapping to beat the band. He stopped only to belch and fart. <coughs> I took a couple of steps closer to Puddles. Got down on my knees to see what the little fellow was doing. Well, that dog is drunk. Course he is. No accident we found him rolling in the gutter here out behind Pokey's. By this time, he'd lapped up the giant puddle of beer. He likes beer? Well, who doesn't? You ask me, that dog is an alky. Only person I ever saw suck up a puddle of beer that fast was my ex, Fergus Sr. I suppose dogs could be addicts. I'd read once that elephants could get drunk on rotten jungle fruits. Then once, at a class at the Ag Extension, 
one of them college professors they carted in from Purdue to teach scientific farming techniques to hillbillies, told us that the first thing mankind ever wrote down over there in Egypt, cradle of civilization, was a beer recipe. That sounded about right to me. For my part, I wasn't about to tell Bet Beasley that her precious fur baby was a booze hound. He okay? I asked. He looks awful, but I think that's his natural look. I hunkered down and inspected Puddles. He was missing some whiskers and a lot of teeth. While I was inspecting him, he fell over on one side. He lay there on the pavement, panting like a furry bratwurst. I propped him up. He coughed and farted at the same time. I backed up. My toes felt warm and wet. I looked down to see a puddle of yellow. I could see now where the dog had gotten his name. I was beginning to see a couple of reasons why Pard had been so eager to let Puddles do a free willy. Vini scooped up Puddles and we ambled toward the go-kart, anxious to claim our hundred bucks. Bet screamed with delight when Vini handed Puddles over to her in the kitchen. He was tinkling a stream even as the handoff occurred, but Bet didn't seem to mind it. She yelled for Pard to come mop up the dribble off the linoleum. Bet was smooching Puddles to death when she suddenly stopped. She did a double sniff of the dog's breath. She held him out at arm's length and studied him. Lord, is he drunk? She looked at Vini and her eyes narrowed in suspicion. Found him like that, said Vini, in the alley behind Pokey's. What kind of lowlife would get a little doggy drunk? I think he ran away to get at some beer. Maybe you better send him to that AAA. Bet looked puzzled. You mean AA? Whatever works for liquored up dogs. Bet kissed Puddles on the forehead again. She hugged him so hard he tinkled on her again. She wiped at it with a wet paper towel. His bladder is getting weak, she said. Vet said it's the high sugar. Lord, I sure do appreciate your finding him for me. I was afraid he was a goner. Bet crossed the kitchen and pulled our fee out of the cookie jar. The jar was shaped like a giant strawberry with a fat bumblebee as the top stopper. She counted out the money patiently, one bill at a time. There were a lot of crumpled ones. Vini flattened the pile of bills, rolled them around her finger, and then stuck them into her bra. Much obliged. Call us any time you lose something of value. That includes pard. We offer senior specials. We said our goodbyes and scooted out the back door. I saw pard glowering at us out from behind the lace curtains in the kitchen as we lurched away in the go-kart. I'm pretty sure he was shooting us the double bird.